paranormal horror author Eve S. Evans introduces a brand new spine-chilling release. True Ghost Stories of First Responders, available on Amazon today. Don't believe in ghosts? This book might change your mind and steal any hope of sleep. These stories are unexplainable. True accounts from first responders told from the perspective of everyday people. Think you can explain them? We dare you to try. Hey guys, this is Alex and Emily with another episode of Gag Me with a Knife. We're going to talk about The Last Slumber Party um, from 1987 or 1988. We don't really know since this movie is not even on Wikipedia and no one cares enough about it to um, have a consistent date listed anywhere. Uh, IMDb and the back of the box also say different things. So Emily, how about reading us the back of that VHS box? (laughs) Okay, so... On the left side of the box, it says, you're invited to a party, the last slumber party, where the girls are dying for a good time. On their last day of high school, Linda, Tracy, and Chris celebrate by having a slumber party at Linda's house. A few boys drop by, and the beer flows like wine. What? Okay. Just good, clean, fun-loving kids. But the girls have another visitor, one they don't yet know about. Hiding in the house is a homicidal maniac who has just escaped from a mental hospital. (laughs) Mental hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Armed with a scalpel, the nut slashes a little here, a little there, as he sneaks from room to room. One by one, the guests start disappearing. What evil lurks there? What nightmare world have they entered? Good question. The plot is (laughs) is twisted inside out, leaving you stunned and clinging to your chair as you witness... Shock after horrifying shock. The ending will leave you breathless. And now the blood flows like wine. What the, what, what is this flowing like wine stuff? I don't know. I mean, they drink whiskey and rum the whole movie. I don't even, I mean, they don't ever, the the boys boys drink drink beer, but they don't, they're drinking whiskey and rum. Like (laughs) beer's flowing like beer. Water flows like water. Blood flows like blood. Blood and blood isn't even flowing when some of these deaths it just uh, no no flowing no Never. you don't even know where the cut is and then <laughs> wine flows like wine so really why do they uh, it, they all flow differently so I mean whatever but okay <sighs> and uh, they just blood the beer flows like wine like what they're trying to capitalize on a lot of like trendy uh, things and uh, debauchery and it's oh just, right you're it's, trying to make sense of this okay. Well, yeah, yeah, and so this movie, uh, it's just awful. I mean, it's 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 painfully awful. Uh, I mean, we I don't know why we we did enjoy this growing up, but I think I we, enjoyed it last <laughs> night. Honestly, I watched it with my friend Katie, and it's not it's like seventy minutes long. It's super and short. it's it's short, and we enjoyed it the whole time just because it was just so. <laughs> it's one of those. It's like a cult movie. It's like a movie that you have to show your friends because you're like you cannot believe this unless you see it. It's a cult movie that I'm going to give either a half to one star. Like while I did, <laughs> I did laugh a lot. I was just. I think it gave me diarrhea after I finished. Um, I mean, it's actually B and S Productions. Like, what a joke is that? That's who made the movie B and S. Uh, yeah, and I mean, Steven so, Tyler is the director, but not the Steven Tyler. Not that one. Yeah. And also, I tried to look up who did the music since it it 
they should be listed since it covers all, like nearly all of the dialogue when it's playing. And they didn't even give them credit at the end of the movie. Oh, Firestrike? Was, was it actually them or is that just who uh, Rift Tracks says it is? Well, that's what's on the cover of the poster that I'm looking at. Is that not what's on the cover of your box? Oh, no, you're right. On the on the very corner, it said featuring music by Firestrike, F-I-R-S-T-R-Y-K-E, all one word. Whoever they are. You know what? You know what? The better theme song would have been probably Slumber Party by Britney Spears on her Glory album. They should just change it now. Who they cares? should just re-release it with Britney Spears from, you know, her 2006 song. Sorry, 2016, 2006, 2016 song. Firestrike did, move, did uh, music for Dawn of Titans and Nerf and Strike or something. I don't know. I don't know. Well, there's no information about them. So. Just like the actors, this group seems to be bottom of the barrel. Um, and I'm pretty sure these actors thought they were in a Charlie Chaplin film because what the fuck? There's no screams, no crying. There's just lots and lots and lots of eye acting, like a silent film. Like, what is this? <laughs> Oh my god, I did find a little bit more and they're still active. Anyway. Oh my god. Um, okay, so your thoughts on the movie in general more like uh, you know, going a little more into a it. A little more, well, other than it's painfully awful, the production company sums it up with BNS and I half the movie is like a rock video, half of it sounds like dying cats playing dying violins and it's Partly like a Charlie Chaplin film because there's literally no emotion. Well, no, that's not Charlie Chaplin. There's emotion with him anyway. Uh, there's no like no gasping, no screaming, no crying, just lots of walking and eyes bulging and the the same scalpel a hundred times to the screen with the same three drops of blood on it. So that's about all I can muster at the moment. I'm sure we'll have a little more commentary as we dissect this movie. Some, but what about you? Oh, <laughs> I mean, it is a movie I can watch more than once just because it's so ridiculous. Um, and there's just so much that like, oh, my God, there's just so much. Um, so I guess the guy is OK. First of all, there's a whole scene at the beginning where it's a girl that's not even in the movie and it, like except for in this part. And she sees the guy so he's already escaped but they have a weird flashback at the hospital where the doctor was talking to him about a lobotomy and he pulls him down doesn't look like he's hurting him he looks yeah, like looks he's like, trying to make out with him yeah, it looks like he's trying to like push his head down to give him a blowjob yeah or something and then um and but, p.s that, that was the worst flashback transition you, well you don't seen. understand either like it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't really tell you it's a flashback you just kind of have to like assume because yeah. the guy's already escaped and um i thought there was a scene in the movie where he it shows him like killing an orderly and escaping but i realized that was from sorority house massacre so Definitely anyway sorority house massacre um so so then we cut to the this classroom where it's like mr cotter is the teacher and it's playing like some kind of it, some kind of like it sounds like a demo of a band and it's not metal it's like a duh, duh, let's go out tonight or whatever and they're all talking but you can't hear what they're saying because <laughs> one night is so loud <laughs> music is so loud so then they get out of school because it's presumably summer vacation 
and they're walking down like the three girls are walking down oh and those, those pants and, that they're wearing are horrible they look like they're car mechanics what is yeah this? and chris clearly flubs her line when she goes don't be so stupid linda and then she like she makes like a face and pulls her hand up like to the girl that plays Tracy, like trying to say like, just go on with the next line. I forgot the rest of it. And you would think, I know they probably didn't have, I mean, it was shot on video. So I mean, like why couldn't they just go back and fix that? Cause it's like so obvious she flubbed her line. (laughs) And then, um, also I do want to give a trigger warning for this because I am going to be discussing the insane amount of homophobic slurs in this movie because the insane they are ridiculous. It, it's almost at a comical level just because it's so stupid. Um, so, okay. Yeah. So they, they, they decide they're going to have their party at Linda's, even though her parents are home because the doctor doesn't know he's going to get called. No, he does. I guess he does. No, he gets called in again during a, what a, the, during the 75th dream sequence. I don't know. So they go, they show up there. Doctor leaves and uh, he goes to the gas station to get orange juice. She told mom told him to get it on the way home. But whatever. I'll let that slide. He sees the boys in their car drinking. And, and, and yes, there's a lot that's already happened since this, but like or between this and the beginning to me. Um, but one of the things that's happening now and always, why is Linda's dad literally like all over town in his scrubs and white coat? Like we get it. You're a doctor. Like, but what also he looks like he's where, you know, like really using old, um, like 1980s version of like hair for men or something. It's awful. Anyway, it's like he got, he goes from having a bald a spot to not having a bald spot a lot. And you it's can tell it's just like sprayed in. Yeah. Yeah. So also they have that like whatever. It looks like a radio, but with a TV screen superimposed over it, telling the girl like the girls and the dads there that there's like an escaped maniac. And I don't know why he put doesn't put two and two together and he's going back to the hospital. OK, whatever. My favorite but, part of that news alert was when it goes, an unidentified sharp object, possibly a surgical instrument. So it's likely a patient, a staff member, or anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> so it could be it, maybe anyone. Anyone. So, okay, when he sees the boys, this is one of my favorite scenes. When do- the doctor sees the boys at the gas station and the boys hide the beer, uh-huh. he has the most awkward, long, slow conversation oh my God. about getting orange juice. About orange juice. And you can tell he's like reading, like someone had like a car, like big, you know, those big like poster boards with the lines on it or something. And they were like switching them out per line because he stops in between everything he says. He's, he's like, she told me. Under no circumstance to get orange juice. (laughs) So I'm going to do it. I mean, like, come on. Like, also, you're getting it before you go to work. She told you to get on the way home. But where's he going to put it in the morgue? I mean, I I guess I guess they have a fridge there, I'm sure. But whatever he but you if you remember, she tells him later, don't don't worry about the orange juice. But he should have already bought it since he bought it on the way there, but he still doesn't bring it home. He still doesn't bring it in. He leaves it in the break room, I guess. I guess. So uh, then we cut back, and this is what their idea of a party is, is uh, Chris and Tracy are just jumping up and down, holding each other's arms. Oh, my God. You know who they reminded me of, though? Um, 
well, no, um, it, it, it's more it's most prevalent in the Peanuts Christmas episode, but they're they they are in Peanuts every now and then. There's these there's these two characters that are just like hands in the air and they're like slamming their head back and forth and they're just jumping up and down. Um, I might have to like show a gif or something or, or or share this once we launch this episode. But they reminded me of the Peanuts dancers. <laughs> and then immediately after they just stop and one of them says something like, "I'm so bored, I could go to sleep." Okay, well, bitch, do it then. I mean, like, right. So the boys come by and they have. Okay, I I was waiting for Chris to start. Like, she takes a while to start doing the homophobic rants, and this isn't the part. But when she does, she doesn't stop. So she just. Well, but, uh, they, but they started before this too. When when they were the boys were in the car or at the gas station or whatever, and they're they're giving I don't know they twenty seven masturbation jokes in like five seconds, and then they talk yeah. about they, got, they start making fun of everybody him being gay and yeah everything that's not, well. but they don't say the words. I know uh, Chris is outrageous. Yeah, Chris is, and also by the way, um, and I did hear this in this was something someone said in um on the Hysteria Continues podcast. Uh-huh. Um, I think I also said it about Beth, Laura Beth, whatever, from Sorority House Massacre. But, um, you know, you think Linda should be the final girl because she's a... That's her house? house. Yeah. (laughs) For one, Chris walks around that house answering phones and everything like she lives there. And on top of that, she is like a sponge that sucks up any, any... Joy. Any joy or interest, interesting aspects of the movie or the people in it. It's I just, her, she just, she's horrible. She's, she's, she's the, the worst, worst final girl. Her attitude, her mouth, her hair, her reactions. Her her, her dark undercircle. Like, what's oh, she Well, that's when they, when, they make, when they make her wake up at three in the morning, they just, they rough her hair up and make her look like she's got giant bags under her yeah, eyes. She's already, she already has dark circles in her eyes before, and I'm like, bitch, you are not a, you are not in high school. Like she's the um, final girl ever, and I'm so, so upset. So that the guys come by for a second, they scare them in the window, and it's whatever. They're like, there, you asshole. That's when they start changing their accents every five seconds. Every five seconds. Yeah, I didn't know if uh, I really didn't know if Chris was like from Jersey or from Texas. Right. And, you know, they shot it in Louisiana, but most of them go from having an, a southern accent to like either a Midwest accent or like a Jersey accent. And the girls are so, quote unquote, grossed out and offended. Like, I don't understand. They were they were so vehement, vehemently, vehemently, whatever. They were just egregiously upset by two dudes scaring them with the freaking rubber mask on. Like, what? It and they a- keep on telling Linda that, like, she just has to do it with Scott. Like, why are they forcing her to fuck Scott? I mean, God, whatever. Oh okay, so then the boys, <laughs> whatever, Bad the boys me. do come back. Um, and the blonde one, whatever his name is, he he's he's it's either like Billy or what's his name? I don't know. Billy or Tom or something. Well, there's Billy and Tommy. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's Billy. I think his name's Billy. But um, so that he comes up, and it's that. This is also one of my favorite parts when they pull him in, and oh, that's Tommy with the big she, ass. The no, yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> don't ask. Chris, I mean, Chris, oh, clar- for clarification, I don't think he has a big or fat ass like a hot ass. They, they make say, they say he does. So I wanted to clarify to the, our listeners here that I am not remotely attracted to this, <laughs> this to this. Man. Also, okay, before they pull her in, they show the room. Oh my it god! Has, 
a Sesame Street poster, a Bee Gees poster. And a unicorn poster. And a unicorn poster. And the I'm like. Sesame Street poster was second level. And it was behind the door. So, like, you can tell she's ashamed. But, like, what the fuck? You see it so many times, too. And I'm you like. So in 1988, the Bee Gees were not popular anymore. That was, like, when disco sucked, quote, unquote. You know, like. And, and every time they sort of show it in the back. Once you know it's Bee Gees, like, later on, you can still see it. Like uh, There's a Beatles blurred. poster somewhere. In oh, there. no. That's the Beatles, what I'm thinking of then. Because it just shows one face, and I swear, blurred out from a distance, it looks like Leatherface. It doesn't look like anybody from the Beatles. <laughs> okay, so back to pulling in Tommy, right? Okay. Yeah, Tommy. And uh, she, he acts like upset or something, I don't know. And she says something about, oh, who are you upset? Did someone rip your Calvins? And he, like, out of nowhere, turns around and screams, fuck you, whore. Because <laughs> yeah, and and then and then it's so he, over, so overdone. And he didn't realize that like the killer was down there grabbing his ankles while he's climbing the ladder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, "F you or oh my god." But yeah, so then this is where Chris starts with a little bit. So she and Tommy are gonna uh what a, retire to retire to the master bedroom, which is Linda's room. So, A, not the master bedroom. <laughs> B, you're just, like, going to use Linda's ba- bedroom. You didn't even ask her. And and, and you see her on the way in the hallway, and she doesn't even – she's, like – she acts – she doesn't even care. I, whatever. And and so, I think it's, right before this this whole scene, isn't this uh, – it might be Chris. It probably is Chris. Someone's like, well, happy trails, Podna. And yep. don't expect to be welcome back. No, this, is, this is after. This is after. <laughs> this is later. This is okay. after this time because it's when he's dead. Oh, oh, so, yeah. um, so they go up there to have sex. Cheetah goes to take a shower and puts somehow after she takes a shower, her hair is completely dry. But anyway, um, this is Linda, right? No, this is Chris. Oh, when she's having sex, she goes up there to have sex with Tommy. Oh, okay. And he, but he's gotten killed while she was in the shower. So the oh, bedspread yeah. has been taken off the bed because he's been hung in the closet. And she's like, <laughs> She she the oh, first yeah. the first thing that comes to her mind that could have happened is that he's gone to sleep in his car. So that, mm-hmm. so it's like um okay. Well, that's they, they sort of made a little thing just to sort of explain it. They that he's kind of flighty and drunk, and this might be something he would do: just bail and sleep in his car with someone else's bedspread. I mean, I don't think that'd be the first thing I would think, but okay. <laughs> so then, uh, also the wallpaper in this house is is can make you sick to look well, at you but it said you know this is a what what nightmare world had they entered well it looks like the most dizzy willy wonka staircase i've ever imagined in my life and i i really need dramamine just to wa- watch the scenes with i really scenes. tried to be positive about the wallpaper <laughs> that, and i said okay. you know it might be cool if it was like on a very small accent wall or something like that but not on a whole fucking stairwell and in the hallway. Anyway. Who are you, so, Martha Stewart? What is this? I don't know. I was trying to find <laughs> something good out of it. Uh, so, which is what well, I don't know why. So, um, so she goes downstairs and she, they're like, where's Tommy? And she goes, on. It's awful. It's like, but it's probably one of the, the best quote, like the most quotable scenes of the yes. movie. Oh, that homo stole the bedspread. <laughs> I mean, like what? Okay. Uh, that makes sense. That homo stole the bitch. Right? <laughs> I mean, oh, at this point, she's already called him a queer bait. She's I called do. him a lot of things, probably. Uh, I don't. She has. I think. Yeah. I think she's called. Oh, she, her four words are queer bait, homo, and 
Uh, what's the other one? I don't know. Okay. Equally as horrifying and awful for sure. But like, that's what I was saying about earlier when the beer flows like wine. It's like during this movie, they just keep throwing in all these quotes just to like find something to stick and like make the, grab the audience in 87 or 88. We don't know. Um, they just throw all of these. I mean, it does things. grab you, but not in the right way. It didn't grab me. I'm just saying, like, you do pay attention to it. It's just not a, in a good way. Not in a good way, but yeah, uh, she, she's outrageous. She's, yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> then it's very, okay, so I guess Billy comes at this point. He's, and he, Tracy acts like she hates him. But then they go into Linda's room again to have sex. She goes in to take a shower. Why is he about taking a shower? And this is I don't know. Answer. And she, she goes in and she says, if you name me, you know how to whistle, just, uh, Part your lips. Part your lips and blow. What? Yeah, that's not... That's not sexy. I don't know what that is, but no. whatever. Okay. Then, so he gets killed by science, I think. Because science, well, so science, yeah. science has shown up. So there's two killers because I remember when he kills Billy, you see the actual killer over in the corner in the corner and he's mad because he's like taking away one of his victims so, and i couldn't tell if that it, was you, you don't know where he got stabbed because it's just well, it looks like he got stabbed in his teeth and his yeah his, his his left nostril and all his teeth but like first of all um because he i don't i didn't understand if they just messed up and you pulled the wrong guy wearing scrubs on set which might make sense too uh no i think that with especially when you consider the last like the last part of the movie where it's just dream sequence after dream sequence after dream sequence. I think that they did mean to have, they're like, this will be cool. We'll have another guy that is wanting to come in and kill people. Well, and the funny thing is with and this, And they though, don't even bully him that bad. I mean, like that, them being really like, don't. hey, science, uh, yeah, of course your watch would be set on the schools a lot. Like, that's not enough to make you want to go kill somebody. No, no. <laughs> um, or even saying that you jerk off, which they tell him that at a, the gas station. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. none of this is like severe bullying. It almost seems like they're friends with him too. In the fir in the first scene, he's in with them, but whatever. But well, the guy when he invites him in the window, first of all, all you see, and this is the only time, or one of the only times, because you're always seeing the maniac with like wearing a, a surgical mask and his bulging eyes. But this is the time you see him, and it's like a V cut. Like, well, they had these. They had some v deeper V cut, like scrub. No mask. But but Harry is fuck chest. But then yeah. it's not even the same scrub top as the maniac is wearing. But either way, why would you just invite either science in or he doesn't invite him in? He comes. Oh, uh, he comes. He climbs in, in the window. Oh no, he does. But he's, he's like, like come like, on well, in, and then starts. Well, because he's slapped. like, what are you doing here? Probably because he thinks they're friends. Oh, poor science. What an idiot! But then science. it does show the maniac being like <gasps> in the in the corner. Yeah, he's like, like he's eyes. like, oh my god, don't take. Okay, unless there's another <laughs> thing I counted. I, I well, I lost count, but it's either like six. I think it's like six times. Every single time that you see the the maniac, the you know the main maniac walking around with his surgical knife, there are three drop, three or four three drops, drops of blood, blood. on, yep. and it's the same footage. Yep. Every time they show it, it hasn't yep. changed. They used it over and over and over every time they had him walking around with the scalpel. And I tried to find a picture of it, but I don't know why there's not a picture of it, but I couldn't find one. So. I mean, it actually scared me the 11th time I saw it. <laughs> yeah, because you were like, what's happening? <laughs> like, okay, so after all this, um, 
they decide to go to sleep, I guess. But then, so they show a clock for way too long. What, the first time I saw this movie, I just didn't understand. I was like, why the fuck are they showing this clock for so long? <laughs> um, and I guess that's to show time is going by. So uh, Chris wakes up. She goes upstairs. No, she. this is the second time she wakes up. Never mind. Sorry. She gets up and like her friends are ghosts with blood on them saying help me chris help me chris help, help me. me uh and so she just acts like an idiot for a while running around the house whatever not leaving answering the phone since she thinks it's her house so then we show the clock again so time has gone on again she wakes up from that dream and she goes upstairs and finds her friends and she's like i just had the weirdest dream blah 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 then people start dying and I don't know if it's this time or the next time that she walks outside and then she turns around and Linda's like, get help. And she's been stabbed in the back. So instead of leaving, she goes back inside and she yeah, grabs so, a knife. So since then, we've seen two people also already die. Um, uh, and I don't and I think this was not in her dream, but uh, Linda is making out with somebody upstairs no no, sorry she's laying down sorry she's laying down in bed but Scott Uh, shows up at some point and I don't know what dream it I don't know which time she's having a dream she stabs him science is standing over Linda sleeping and then all of a sudden Dr. Eyes McEyeballs kills him him. and then um, right after that like Tracy walks in and sees this and then Tracy backs away again. No screaming, no crying, no talking, no nothing. Just eyeballs. And then the killer walks behind her and muzzles her. We don't yeah, see her die. I think yet. that's the first dream. Uh, no, the first dream is where they're going, yell me, Chris. Yeah, this Chris. is after the dream. Then, then she wakes up and she's back in reality. But then somehow she goes, whatever. I don't know which part it's in. She so goes outside. There's and then so Linda many falls. dreams in this. It's, it's yeah. like Even right after I watched it, I asked Katie, who I was watching it with, I was like, Okay, so which was the dream that they had that she had before she woke up again, and then something happened, and then it ended on the surgeon. She's like, I don't know which one. She's like, because we were like, this is immediately after watching it because we were so confused. Yeah. Um. So she, I guess she wakes up again. She she goes to sleep, wakes up again. That's when she goes back in the house because there's the killer's clearly in the house. So I don't know why she didn't leave, but whatever. And she goes and gets a knife, but it takes oh, her forever. Yeah. Well, and that's and then, when she then she then she acts. The only person that she kills with this knife is she accidentally kills Scott. Right. And then she it's like this really long, like two minute view of her eyes. And she's backing up like, what have I done? Who cares? I don't. Um, and then I think she gets killed or something like that. And she, then she wakes up again. Oh No, we still got she doesn't get killed still yet. No, she. but she wakes up again because it's daytime at this point. And but, dad, after, but after she kills Scott, she walks upstairs because the whole time I'm thinking, first of all, she after Tracy fell in or Linda, sorry, after Linda falls into the door and she then Chris comes back in, she goes to the phone, picks it up, but then doesn't call anybody. Then she goes to the drawer. That's and because the that phone had the if you look closely, the well, uh, it was the cut. Cord is cut. Yeah. But she never put it to her ear to listen. 
Um, she might have uh, noticed that it was cut. <laughs> oh, that's a lie. Well, her eyes didn't show that's that. A that, lie. Was the only, that was the that was the only thing I was relying on was her eyes. So then she does get the thing, get the knife out of the 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 drawer, um, and kills Scott accidentally. And then I'm like, well, go get the freaking mom. Go wake that bee the up. Mom's a bit, the mom's dead though. Not yet. So oh, then okay. she, as she's going well, upstairs, whatever, I don't know where we're yeah, at. She's going into the bathroom and then she opens the shower that's been turned on. And, and there's blood everywhere in the shower. There's some blood, but most of the things on there are, you know, when girls get their like uh, long hair and they like slam it to the side of the shower walls. Yeah. You see lots of hair on the walls as well. <laughs> and then the mom walks in and she just kind of like casually kind of steps in the room with like the she's about to say, hey, um, there's brownies downstairs. No, no. Her throat slit and she's dead now, too. So at some point, and I don't know if this is in the same dream or if Chris is, or if Chris has gone back to sleep and this is something else. But dad comes home. He when he walks in, he doesn't he for somehow does not see the ladder that's right in front of him yeah so at, he notices the, it on his way out before the dad gets home um chris already in this and the killer already had their encounter right so he he sees this he didn't see the ladder but on the way out he does which doesn't make any sense but when he goes in he even kisses his dead wife doesn't know she's dead. He's supposed to be a doctor, but can't, I mean, she would have been cold by then anyway. Well, she had whatever. a blanket over her head. He kissed her over the sheet. I mean, it still makes no sense, but okay. So you know what makes less sense is when he comes into the, first of all, when he gets to the house, he drives over the curb, <laughs> like and drives through the grass. Like maybe you had a long shift, whatever. I'll I'll, I'll overlook you driving through your yard, and if there was a mailbox, you would have hit it. I won't um, overlook the fact that he is by far the worst actor in the movie, and uh, that's a fact. And that is hard. That is a hard thing to be when everyone sucks. <laughs> well. Can you get over the fact then that he is fueling Team USA when he walks in the house and just pours himself a stiff glass of milk? <laughs> and then he drops it, but there's no milk in it when he drops the glass. No milk. No milk yeah. at all. He didn't so drink the, it all in that so time. So then, the, then the phone and He rings. gets a phone call, yeah. And then and he okay. can't. It takes him fucking twenty minutes to find the phone the because phone every ringing. phone he picks up is is dead. So he, I was like, follow the sound, idiot. Also, yeah, the, why do you have seventy five phones in your house? And it's upstairs. Like you would know if it's not the kitchen phone ringing. I know. Exactly. <laughs> like, it like, takes it. It really does not twenty minutes. It really does take him about two to three minutes. The it, phone which rings seems like eternity. The phone rings about 27 times yeah. until he finally goes upstairs in a closed bedroom. And that's the phone that's ringing. <laughs> and when he goes, when the first phone rings, he's going to get a broom to clean up the glass and open up the pantry. And then and the he door... opens up the door and her hit. That's where Linda is dead. Uh, yes. Um, just awful. Just like, he is just, He's awful. He's worthless. He and when so when he picks up the phone, the the nurse is like, and this is a long, it, it takes way too long for her to tell him this, but she's like, I don't want to tell you. I don't know how to tell you this, but there's a, that guy escaped. Okay, you were just there, and clearly he had escaped before then. And I thought when people were psychotic and, like, aggressive and evil and were prone to, like, fighting and shit like that, that you have, like, not him personally, but there would be guards that do rounds every 10 minutes to make sure they're there. I mean, he was literally Wait, no, able, you, you he was remember? able to trick, well, he was, he tricked them by putting blankets under yeah, a, a sheet. 
He had stuffed uh, the blankets in the bed. I mean, hello, that always works. I mean, I, but at the like, I'm like, it would work maybe in Full House, but like, <laughs> if if you're if you're go if you're going when you do rounds and you're in a psych ward, you don't just open it up and be, and like just assume you go and look at the person. Like, I mean, like, what are you doing? It's that's not even a whatever and he's been there for eight hours and he already knew there was a maniac on the loose why weren't they looking i don't understand they were like, they were like he's just really strong the thorazine just didn't work <laughs> yeah and then he goes so he goes back to the hospital instead of like making sure his family's okay because clearly like i mean i would think that they, he was coming after me because he hated him because he was going to give him a lobotomy but he, but, sort of, he, he clearly doesn't give a shit about his family he forgot the orange juice <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he has the ability to care or at least show it because he can't show anything. It's pretty bad. It wasn't on the script or the, the yeah, card. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like I don't even know what I'm doing. Just uh, I can read though. <laughs> That's that um, was his audition. He was like, I've never acted before. I don't think I'm very good at it, but I can read. And do you remember at one point, so one of the times that Chris comes back down the stairs earlier on and she turns on the TV, and I don't know if it's the YouTube version that I watched or if it's on the VHS, all of a sudden the movie just flips to an entire new yep. movie with like two yeah. people busting mm -hmm. down a door and shooting down I'm a like, monster. Did, oh, so, so Okay, so before <laughs> the TV looked like it was actually a radio, and yeah. for some reason they made it look like a TV, which made no sense. Why didn't oh. she, And also, if there wasn't an actual reporter on the TV, why not just listen to it on the radio? You don't just need like a freaking there would be a reporter reporting on that whatever anyway <laughs> i mean it was just like a blank screen like yeah the and then like later movies. on later on it doesn't show it as if it's on that tv it's just it cuts into the movie like the whole movie is the screen exactly like there's and again just like the flash just like the flashback there's zero transition i literally thought that my youtube uh uh whatever was like youtube whatever was was wrong like it was like there was a an an error uploading the film or something it was horrible uh, and then and then right after that at some point i forget who says who but someone says catch you later alligator and then she's what's the what's the what's their appropriate response they get out after a while crocodile do you remember what she says i know what? at one point in the beginning in the movie whenever the dad's leaving they all like it takes like 10 seconds but they finally go bye <laughs> they so they're awful at goodbyes and awful at catchphrases because part your lips and blow i thought whatever and then but she says after a while child what oh yeah is that i mean no i don't it's, that's not a thing i didn't think that was a thing and then we forgot to mention that when she stabbed that guy earlier i think you said his name was scott accidentally after her two minute like stare down with him on the staircase um she goes back down to the drawer of a million spatulas to get another knife so this is a never-ending drawer of spatulas as well like, yeah and then she finally decides to go outside just to because the dad's laying face down in the pool and then the killer comes in and kills her but then she wakes up again i think and she's in her clothes at her house that she was wearing before she came over she's wearing Correct. the clothes that she's wearing at the beginning in the movie yeah so the entire so here's my note i wrote oh the I whistle wrote, the whistle line was in a movie to have and have not from 1944 that Lauren Bacall it's exactly. a famous whistle line okay uh, exactly whatever. but that wasn't didn't they say it incorrect didn't they say it incorrectly Pro uh, yeah I'm sure they did because I, I thought know. that uh, my husband said what they could they didn't have the rights to that to say the say the quote 
I don't know. I don't but, think um, you have to have rights to. This. Well, exactly. Well, they don't have. They didn't have the right to make this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, when she goes out to check on the dad in the pool and turns him over, you can see his cut, but there's no blood in the pool. And then, um, so no blood in the pool. And then what's even more crazy is like. Oh, when they when they then, cut his his, his uh, neck though, it doesn't even like bleak. the blood doesn't start until midway through the neck slice so you can tell it's like not a knife at all yeah oh well we forgot to say too then um clearly the killer got in the dad's car when he went back to the hospital after the phone call and then i the, guess if you want to like well, you that, have to well or you have to assume it yeah or but then the next part doesn't make sense so maybe the real re issue is after this so um you know, the, the dad walks into the hospital, into the elevator, and then gets his throat slit. So maybe the maybe the guy wasn't in the back of the car and literally just teleported to the elevator and waited on him. I don't I mean, know. Uh, that would make sense. For and then thing. teleported and then Chris, back. So Chris because, wakes up though at in her clothes that she, so she goes to the slum. She goes no, we're, back. We're still, we're still not to her waking up yet. There's still more that's happened. So she looks out the window as the dad is driving away. Then when she gets down and runs downstairs and as she gets downstairs, then the dad who was killed in the hospital is now floating in the pool. Yeah. I don't know why so took she her, gets in the pool. And as she gets in the pool, sees him, then she's backing away, clearly doesn't hear the guy splish splashing around in the, <laughs> in the pool as he jumps in and then slits her throat. Then she wakes up. I was kind of just skipping that part because who cares? Um, I, but, uh, if I'm going to have to watch this entirely too long 71-minute well, movie. I thought we kind of already talked about it enough. So, <laughs> I, anyway, she wakes up in the clothes that she went, that that she, I guess she fell asleep at her house. After the phone and call. And she gets a call from either, like, Linda or Tracy. And she's like, I, I just had the worst dream. It was dream within a dream within a dream, whatever. Yeah. She's, and then trying to explain her psychoses and her horrible experience. To and her does best she, friend. does she go back? Does she go to the house after that? Or so, does it yes. just cut? So right, to the, yeah. Right after this is, that. This is where I get confused because I don't know if right after that it cuts to the very last shot or what. No, right after that, after she's explaining this horrible traumatic experience to her best friend, her friend was like, um, I'm bored okay. out of my skull. Yeah. Let's, just yeah. go over, let's, just, let, let, let's just go over to Linda's. I mean, what a bitch. So then the next well, scene. Cool story. I'm bored out of my skull. Yeah. I mean, it's like she's literally, I'm bored out of my skull. So the next scene you see is them. They just parked their car like, you know, back in the day when you kind of curb it on the side with your two tires on the sidewalk. They park in front of uh, Linda's house and they're knocking on the door and nobody's answering because Linda just got a phone call say, from the nurse being like, oh, my God, is your dad home? Someone just escaped. Blah, blah, blah. We think he's going to be there. And then she gets oh, like, right. OK, yeah. And then sure. she goes to get her mom, opens the back patio door. And then while she opens the door, he's like, he, he, he like Tom and Jerry, like sneaks in the house. And it's a freaking see through. Oh, he's right in front porch. of her. And he cle you clearly see a mint green there's block. No, there's no way she wouldn't have seen him. I remember that. So she goes back in. And so while she's going back in the house, um, Tracy and Chris have been knocking on the front door. Well, then she doesn't hear that. It's bad timing. Linda goes upstairs to be muzzled and attacked by the killer. While then the girls realize, oh, well, the door's unlocked. Let's just go in the front door. Because both of those girls think they they live there. They, they act, the whole time, the whole movie, they act like they live there. So. Well, I would just walk into your house. 
Yeah, but this is like, it's like, <laughs> you wouldn't answer my phone, though, unless I told you to. I mean, if it was the upstairs line, probably. I, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, unless I told you to, though, you wouldn't. <laughs> you don't just answer people's landlines unless, like, it, when you don't live there, unless someone's like, hey, can you get it? Yeah, or you'd say, you know, Smith's residence. Yeah, exactly. We had that same conversation, Katie and I did. We were like, <laughs> don't just answer people's phones at other people's houses. <laughs> yeah can you get that yeah and then you, yeah i was always the weirdest thing and like i was like what do i say hello um good evening uh good evening <laughs> what if you what if that was your go-to even in the morning? good night <laughs> even in the morning you always said good evening no matter what you should night, start doing you should start doing that and then at night i'll say top of the morning to you no just <laughs> good night good good evening for everything okay, so I'll sometimes it makes sense and sometimes it doesn't I'll do that. <laughs> and you please start doing that. I'll start doing it. It's hilarious. Like, no one really calls me, though, we text. But I'll always say good evening. Yeah. Same. I mean, sometimes I accidentally do it anyway. I don't say good evening to anybody. But, like, I'll be like, have a good night. And it's, like, 1 o'clock. And, and then, like, oh, sorry. And right after that, it ends with the same, like, scalpel or death stare from his eyeballs. And then it pauses and it's over. And then it's over. And you have no idea what's happened because every single thing in that movie, like because it turns out that the first thing that you didn't think was a dream was a dream and they try so, to trick you so yeah there are she, three different dreams when she wakes up for the final time in her bed i looked over and i and, and I, I wrote this note down immediately immediately i said jesus christ this was all a dream i said i hate my life <laughs> Yeah, so she had so it was a dream within a dream within a dream with maybe within another dream I can't remember because there were so many, and then we really don't know if that was a dream because everything else was. So why wouldn't this be? I don't know. I think this is a prequel to Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Came out that like four years after. That. That's how meta this shit is. Okay. Oh right. Maybe. <laughs> okay, and also another thing before we start going into like. There are really no fun facts, but there are a few. Oh, I have a, I have uh, a fun uh, review to read after. Before. But um, I d have never seen. Okay, all I could all, all I could find was that two it was pretty Shawn best friends, two pretty it was, best friends. <laughs> I wouldn't say pretty. So um, I've I know it was shot on video, but I can't find any more information on what type of video because I have never in my life seen any kind of video stock footage that looks like that not home video nothing because it, literally everything is neon and I mean I would like I was le like legit being like I want to know what kind of film they're using or whatever like what are they using that's making it look like this because I've never seen this I'm pretty sure ever. it was a JVC GRC one trash shut up with the vhc videotape and that we used no we didn't use those that's we what i'm saying it didn't even look like a home video it, <laughs> it, it like it it did it looked slightly better than a home video i guess but like i don't know I, i'm just can someone if you hear this and know can you tell me what they use because like i just want to know because it's bizarre i've never seen anything like it and i have seen the worst of the worst movies and i've never seen anything like this so, I mean, well, have you seen the porn of Tanya Harding's honeymoon? I'm just saying. That's a no, thing. And, no, I mean, her, her no. wedding dress is pouring us enough. So, anyway. <laughs> God. Okay. Least, so, so, the only okay. thing that... Oh, so, I have a... By the way, they had a Xanadu poster in, their, in the room, too. 
That's actually cool, though. I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. I'm down with Xanadu. Um, but here's the review that, of all the reviews that I saw, was the best. And it was written in 2002, so some, like clearly way after. And the title of the review is, Wow, with five exclamation points. And it says, this movie, by far, is the best horror... And it's a 10 out of 10 rating. <laughs> this movie, by far, is the best horror movie of all time. The plot <laughs> twists, the acting, the sheer suspense and excitement is incredibly spellbinding. I recommend this movie to anyone who loves to be freaked out. And when I say freaked out, I mean all caps, freaked out, with six exclamation points. Girls trapped in a house with a killer on the loose. How do you come up with this stuff? This, <laughs> <laughs> this movie. Has, I wrote a review for this. Well, we'll get yours after. I'm going to try to find it. While, yeah, um, I'll try to find it. This movie, has, this movie has a successful formula to it. And many, many writers of horror movies and directors of the horror genre need to study this movie inside and out to learn what it is that's truly scary. If you want to see a movie that makes you pee your pants, check out The Last Slumber Party. Pure genius. This has to be what? satire. That has to be someone that's in the movie. It's for, it hit, The user's name is Darth Trippy from IMDb. And it is literally... I can't believe you didn't find Chica 17s. Oh, is it on there? I think so. I'm trying to find it right now, so... I mean, this person's review has got to be... Oh, I found it. <laughs> I found it. Let's do Only this. one out of two found this helpful. Okay, I wrote this in the year 2000, okay? So, I only would most... Years, only two uh, years prior. What? Only two years before Darth Trippy wrote, read, wrote the yeah. one I read. I gave it a one uh, out of ten. I said <laughs> I would most definitely have to... I must have only watched it once because I think I wouldn't review it the same way if... Well, Whatever. I what, what, what was the actual date? June 5th, 2000. I wonder if this 2000, we would have been in classes together watching, but I don't know that Chica 17 would have been. Well, anyway, whatever. Keep going. We would have been on summer vacation. Yeah. So I would most definitely have to say that this is the most terrible movie I've ever seen. It's not just the actors that are bad, but also the fact that the camera person taped the wall and the clocks for about five minutes at a time. Anyone, okay, anyone that likes this movie must be crazy. In all caps, it says this movie is a waste of time. <laughs> what, what That's was, the end of it. And what was the name? What was your, uh, your review title? What is this? <laughs> Question mark exclamation point. <laughs> yeah, um, Chica 17 reviewed this movie. Jailbait, that MTV movie. I remember that one. Mother's Day, The Goonies, River's Edge, Stewardess School, Pledge Night, which is only be, like two yeah. sentences. And Sleepaway, and Sleepaway Camp. Camp, yeah. Yes. So. I absolutely love it. I know in Jailbait, I do say it's definitely not as good as Together. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> no. But I guess one of my final thoughts on this movie bef um, is, and we'll get into some oh, more. You gave, give your stars again, because I can't. Either a half a star or one star. <sighs> I'm going to give it one and a half. You know what? I might raise it up to one to one and a half, and that half difference might be to all the anti-maskers out there. Um, this guy's oh, I, 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 well. This guy slaughtered Steven a lot of people. Steven in the Tyler mask. wrote on his one of his Instagram posts that he was ahead of the his time. Uh, he was ahead of the time. Was <laughs> <laughs> wearing mask the whole time because <laughs> of COVID. He wrote that 
Y'all follow Steven Tyler, the maniac. Yeah, he's going to stare you down. He's going to win a He says teehee a lot, too. So. so I will say, guys, thanks for listening, and stay gagged with orange juice and stay gagged with scalpel. And actually, you need to watch this movie. You need to watch it at least once. It's unbelievable. And if you, you just feel like you can't watch that, watch the Rift Tracks version. It's hilarious. So we will see you next time. Stay gagged. Stay gagged with a, with a Sesame Street poster, in fact. Stay gagged with the most disorienting wallpaper in the world. Right. And go blind. Bye. Deuces.